that's when it came out of a clear blue sky. Oh, the dear good Lord's own sweet breath and his voice like an electric shock. I Welcome to Good Luck America, a politics and news podcast, with your hosts, Adam Todd Brown and Chet Wild. Welcome to Good Luck America, a news and politics podcast. Adam, say that again. <sighs> Welcome to Good Luck America, a politics and news podcast. No, the, 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 the sentence you were just saying, that would be good on the pod. I don't even remember what it God was. damn it. I think we're having a really good conversation from my perspective, and you're just like, I don't want to be in this conversation. No, it's great. Welcome to Good Luck America. What? Come on! No, we'll keep the original intro. How's it going, chat? You were saying such poli- prolific shit. My prolific only, just means I'm, mis- I'm saying a lot of things. My only goal on this pod now is, you know that like three-minute rant you had last week? Yeah. To each week, tap into that part of Adam Todd Brown and get a little more of that. Squeeze you also, a little more blood out of that stone, baby. But you also want me to not use Twitter anymore, and that's where I usually find that rage. I don't think you shouldn't use Twitter anymore. I think it's but your you, choice. You said you quit all social media. Tell people about it, Chet. No. God damn it! <laughs> Tell people about it, Chet. No. You've now made me... <laughs> you've made me insecure about talking about any of it. Why would you be insecure? I'm... Because... Balcony and Al, uh, what's the other word? Oh, emoluments? Emoluments. <laughs> so you quit social media, Chet? No, it's Tell ruined now. I don't. No, I've, I've been shrunken down well, it to a ties, small person. It ties into what we're talking about That's today. what I kept trying to say for the last 20 minutes, and you're like, nope, I'm not going to give you a 20-minute platform. We <laughs> haven't even been recording more than 18 minutes, pal. Yeah, but remember the Total first lies. two minutes, you're like, shit, lies. shit, the recording isn't even on. Fake news media. Listen, if you want to hear... Represented here on the podcast today. If you want to hear my thoughts, just look at my last tweet and my last Instagram post, and that's all you need to know. What's your last tweet say? You'd have to look. Finn? That would have been a good one. No. No. End? No. I feel like I'm being set up here. (laughs) You're not being set up. Set up. I honestly... share my things, and then you're going to be like, (laughs) you're the Dr. Oz of this podcast. That's what you call me. Don't you think that's kind of fitting? I don't watch Dr. Oz, and I have an (laughs) issue. (laughs) I have an issue. Like, that's the type of shit that I despise that I think's wrong with the self-help industry and people trying to better themselves. So you're aligning me with, like, this propagandist... (laughs) These teachings that start by telling people they have a problem begins with you have a problem, you're not a complete person. So they have to get hooked to because this person has a solution. I don't think, I'm not saying everyone's fucking broken. I just think. Oh, I am. We're all uh, having our behaviors modified in ways that we're not conscious of. And I'd like to be a little more free of that. I'll tell you what, not being on social media for uh, for a week makes looking at the notes a little more refreshing because I haven't looked at Trump's tweets Every day, and, and some of this is catch-up for me. See, that's the thing. I think, like, I've never looked at Trump's tweets. Like, I don't follow Trump on Twitter. I don't look up his tweets. But it's... don't you follow enough people that retweet his shit with comments that just naturally shows up? Not really. Because I don't trust, like, I don't trust my peers, I guess you would call them. Hi. It, yeah, Your like, peer, Chet Wild, right here. Like, I don't, 
that's not where I'm going for opinions on politics and news. So I like even I'm very selective in what I even look at on Twitter. And you just have everyone muted except for like the coat hangers. <laughs> Sometimes it feels that way because I do mute a lot of people. If you if you at me on any kind of weirdness, like you don't even have to be shitty or mean. Like even if you're like just making a joke trying to pit me against another person, I don't fucking have time for it. I will goddamn mute you. And I just I use Twitter more for. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck I use it for. I just know I'm done with Facebook, and Instagram is just pictures of people's food and shit. I don't care about that. Oh, so when I wanted to talk about I'm done with social media, you're like, no one cares about that. You're going to go on around. But you have a very similar stance as me. Not real. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, I don't. But I've said I've been talking about not using Facebook for months now. We did an episode of Unpops about it like three or four months ago. Get rid of it. Delete it. I wrote a column for Vandal Press about it also, called VP. Kill Your Facebook. And it was a very good article, if I do say so myself. I remember but, when you shared it on Facebook. Exactly. Why the fuck wouldn't I? But we're not really talking about social media today. We're, talking we're just about talking about the media. media. <laughs> remember Media Play? No, what was that? It's like a Circuit City, but for media. <laughs> what? You don't remember these stores? <laughs> media Play? Yeah. What did they? What it was did, like a record in DVD, and it was, it was a store you went to before iTunes and Spotify where you could get all your music and movies. No, I remember and, like Sam Goody and FYE and shit like that. But so I don't it was remember. like those, except for it was Media Play. Maybe except it was a, a, a regional thing. Fake. But it fake was my media. FYE or Sam Goody. Fake media. Remember, Adam, we support the free press, but not the fake news free press. Oh, I support them all. It's fine. Yeah, we're talking about the way Trump supporters treat the media. Speaking of Twitter, I tweeted a thing earlier this week. Didn't see it because I'm not on it. That if you've ever complained about the left not being civil toward Trump supporters, but also haven't said anything about how Trump supporters treat the media, I hope you get kicked out of every restaurant you try to eat at for the rest of your life. Because you're being a fucking hypocrite, which I shouldn't, like... I mean, that's built into the definition of a Trump supporter. That's not surprising, coming from most Trump supporters. Hypocrisy is kind of their fucking thing. But also, like, at the same time, it's a thing that needed to be said. And then someone tweeted back at me and was like, The media is a business. The fucking government's a business. So if you've cried about Sarah Sanders getting kicked out of a restaurant, well, she is an employee of us she is a civil servant she works for us we are allowed to protest that and there's a big difference between attacking the media because you don't agree with what they say and protesting your government protesting your government is as american as it fucking gets it's as american as slavery attacking what? the no. media because they say things you disagree with is fascist nonsense. So, once again, Trump supporters are mostly on the wrong side of history. And I don't even know if this motherfucker was a Trump supporter. This is why I mute people. Because I don't, I, I don't have time for this shit. Because there's always going to be a 
dumbass argument like that. Well, the media is a private business. Jim Acosta is not a private business. He's a dude working for CNN. That's a that's such a fucking idiotic argument. And I hope it's not one Trump supporters in general are making. But I do hope the person who made that argument is listening to this and hearing me say it's a stupid fucking argument. We're only eight minutes into the pod and have already chapped in that sweet, sweet ATB passion from the end of last week. I think it's always there, man. I, I just need, I need to get back to smoking weed. No, before these. no, no, no. This is sober pod. Boring. So did you see any of, so you haven't, because you only get your news from social media now. No, I don't. Complete get news blackout for Chet Wild. No, not a news blackout. <laughs> What's interesting is of all the Trump episodes, actually resigned this week. You didn't we're, even hear. We're what, eight episodes into this podcast? I think it's like 12. 12. Of all the notes, this week I've actually is the most amount of articles that I've actually read because I've I've been getting my news through looking at. Actual How are we going to get tonic to play your living room? Wait, did Toad the Wet Sprocket turn it down? Because that's the backup. Tonic's the backup to them. Oh, I don't know. Well, how are we going to get Toad the Wet Sprocket, who I've never heard you're, a single song by? You're going to have to listen to, uh, you got to be a Patreon subscriber to listen to Least Anticipated Podcast of the Month. Oh, The okay. bonus podcast, uh, which I will talk about that, which we haven't recorded, but. We're, we're going to record that for, next. What's interesting about you saying, how are we going to get Tonic to play your house? I'm kind of hoping, like, I left some flu uh, sense on social media when I left. I'm kind of hoping uh, that just gets resolved on its own in August. Yeah, Surprise maybe they'll me, just people. show up. Maybe when I log in in September, uh, Tonic has agreed by then. Uh, so you're only quitting for a month? I haven't quit social media. I wanted to talk about this, and you didn't want me to talk about it until you started the podcast. Well, now, like, Go I, ahead. now I definitely want to hear about it, because you, you started by saying you've quit social media altogether, and now it's for a month, and then now it's I haven't quit. I'm do- That's the point I'm trying to make. You're, you're just trying to <laughs> boil me down to talking points, and it's a more involved conversation. Okay. Taking a blackout for the month of August cool and it's more about separating myself from the conditioning that social media uh kind of worries you for like the first couple days i kept going i don't even realize take my phone out of my pocket i unlock it i open up the app screen and i'm scrolling for instagram or twitter i don't even realize i'm doing it until i can't find it and i'm getting angry and i have like a light bulb moment of like how the fuck did i even get here that sounds intense yeah but you know it, what else is intense? Camping. Well, camping. Oh, man. <laughs> I got that shirt a long time ago. Uh, so you but, you haven't seen much of the coverage but about I have, Jim Acosta. I have seen all this because I've been going to CNN and Fox News and MSNBC Daily to get my news. And I've been watching Seth Meyers' uh, A Closer Look recap. This is, for people at home, this will just be audio, I guess. But I think everyone has seen these videos. <laughs> from CNN posted, which you really need to watch the video. You need the visual. This guy wearing yeah, it's a shirt just that says, fuck the media. Panning back and forth, and people are so angry. Like, it's not just that they're saying fuck CNN. They're saying it like, man, we would fight you if we could. Like, yeah. if we could get past this barrier. This lady. Yeah, look at her. But she's like, proud of it guy holding up a sign that says his name was seth rich i feel like the the guy with the santa beard and the maga hat and the hawaiian shirt is at every rally like oh yeah i'm sure okay 
that was just one of the videos. We got to watch the other video. Yeah, Jim Acosta, he was <laughs> accosted. <laughs> hey, Adam. Why? What? <laughs> no, no, no. Leave it, leave it, leave it, leave it. So he was accosted. A lot this, of people get accosted, Adam. At this rally. But, but you know. We don't give a fuck about people getting accosted. I want you to know. That's not you getting accosted at that rally. That's Jim Acosta. More like Jim Acosted. What? Am I right? Fade it out, Brett. My name's Chet, not Brett. Stop. What a subtle us. fade that I'm was. I'm not Brett. Did you think I was Brett this entire time? I did, yeah. Shout out, Carrie. Happy birthday. <laughs> that was weeks ago. <laughs> we haven't talked. This is the other Jim Acosta video. Yeah, this is Jim Acosta trying to take a picture with a father and his daughter. You gotta hit the audio thing. CNN sucks! CNN sucks! And people are just screaming CNN sucks in his face. Why does that guy in the suit have a piece of tape on his back? So this is my favorite part of this video. All these Trump supporters who presumably also have shirts that say things like God God hates fags are... At a back at a concert where it's just like hold me closer. Do you not know this? Trump is a huge Elton John fan. I knew he was using Queen at his rallies. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that, but I know I know Trump is a huge you don't Elton John. Remember when fan. he came out to "We Are the Champions" and Brian May is like, "What the fuck?" I don't know. Like, there's I don't remember that. Well, there there was a re- he. I, I think when he won the presidency, there was the "We Are the Champions," but he also uh, uh, who not cares. Important. But yeah, he's a big Elton John fan. So this, uh, that chaos you heard and people screaming, if you're not familiar, is Trump supporters screaming at CNN's Jim Acosta because the media is the enemy of the people. That's what Trump is spreading. And boy, is that a dictator-ish thing to say. Uh, you don't have to add ish at the end of that. Yeah, dictator. It's just a dictatory thing to say. It's what dictators say. It's a dictator thing. It's, it's a, a thing f- that a dictator. It's not dictator-ish. It's dictator. It's what a fascist says. It's a fascist idea. And what's really frustrating about that is Trump is promoting it. He does. It's not just that it's happening while he's president. Like there were there were mobs that got mad at Fox News in the two thousands. But in their defense, we were sending people off to die in a war that made no fucking sense. And we still are to some extent, although we've scaled it down a little bit. But this is just kind of an unprovoked. Well, Trump says the news media is fake and he especially points out CNN. So all his most rabid followers, they see CNN standing on this platform at a Trump rally and they get to hissing and cussing and flipping the bird. And... It would be one thing if it happened and the White House was like, no, that's bullshit. Like, we don't treat the press that way. This was a quote when someone asked about it. We certainly support freedom of the press. We also support freedom of speech. That was Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Also, you don't support freedom of speech. It's like, no, you don't, you soulless fucking monster. Let a fucking NFL player kneel during the national anthem and tell me you support freedom of speech. It's like, I don't know. It's fine. And it's not fine. No, it's not fine. It's but so maddening that your brain just stopped. That's what just happened. Well, it's just so hypocritical. But that's a thing. On this week's episode of Unpopular Opinion, we talk a bunch about a book called The Authoritarians. And everyone should read that book. You can go to audibletrial.com slash unpopsnetwork and get it, 
get a, a one-month free trial and read the book for free if you want. Or you can go to the authoritarians.org and get a free ebook or PDF version of the book. But everyone should read it because it's a really good insight into what makes the type of people who blindly follow an authoritarian figure, which isn't all Trump supporters, but it is about half Trump supporters. And these are people you're not ever going to reason with. Once they realize they're wrong, they're just going to dig in their heels more and tell you they're right, no matter what you say. So arguing with them is beyond the point. And that's why trying to call out the fact that Sarah Sanders is saying, oh, we're, we believe in free speech when they clearly don't. Like they clearly support it. They, they want you to be free to say nice things about Trump and to agree with Trump. Like you're certainly free to do that. But anything else on the chopping block for sure. And that's frustrating to hear them say these things that are clear contradictions to what they actually do in practice. But at the same time, the reason my brain shuts down is because I know there's no point. There's no point having that conversation, not with a Trump supporter anyway. And we have so much more to talk about. So it's like, uh, that's, yeah, it's the only place I can go is, uh, yeah, but I think you're articulating all of that is good pod. Let me pull in another, squeeze in another drop of blood out of that stone, ATB. Uh, Adam Ice T. Brown. Dancing monkey. So uh, this is another Sarah Sanders quote. The president, as I just said, does not support violence against anyone or anything. And we've been very clear every time we've been asked about that. When it comes to the media, the president does think that the media holds a responsibility. We fully support a free press, but there also comes a high level of responsibility with that. What the fuck does that mean? Like... A high level of responsibility to what? Because what it, what it means if you look at the things they've gotten into over the past few weeks, it's like taking security clearance from people who discuss the Russia investigation. It's like that's not you supporting free speech. That is your administration being tyrannical. So fuck you. Like, fuck these motherfuckers. Really need to get that fuck you sound clip on the soundboard. Every fucking week this is a fuck you sound clip. So I want to talk about some stories relating to Trump in the media that I found. That's our that's our topic this week. How do you feel about it, Chet? Be honest, I shut down a little. Talking quiet into the mic. Uh man, it is just it continues to be overwhelming and I'm torn in that I both think that on one hand this is an important conversation and dialogue to have. And on the other hand, I still feel like so much of this is a massive fucking distraction. It's just all overwhelming, man. Yeah, it's it's a distraction, but this is... It's still important. Like, this is right up there with targeting Muslims or Central American immigrants as being the sole cause of all the problems in this country. This is right up there with that when it comes to Nazi shit. Yes, and I'm not trying to minimize it. That's That's... That's what I mean by it's, it's just overwhelming. Like, this is important, but this is also a distraction from all the craziness that's going on behind the scenes with various laws that are being passed or stripped down right. or whatever that people aren't talking about because it's not as sensationalized or necessarily as interesting. But, like, you know, the the media portrays, like, the Koch brothers and Trump are at each other's neck. Nope, that's all fucking distraction. Yeah. The Koch brothers are pushing their agenda through just fine. Right. Uh, but that's another pod for another time. Yeah, we'll put links to all these articles up. There's one I want to talk about that's on New York Times from August 3rd, 2018, and it's an article about 
kids at Trump rallies, which is a thing we talked about a few weeks ago in that, you know, what kind of impact is the way Trump supporters behave having on their kids? Fuck, when I was in school, teachers couldn't even explain uh, Clinton getting a blowjob to me. So how the (laughs) fuck is anyone going to explain this to kids? Well, it's not when it comes to these rallies, it's not even explain it to the kids. People are bringing their kids. Yeah. And they're basically and seeing the craziness that like that Jim Acosta video. Like, it's not a it's not a kid friendly environment. Forget no, Trump no. stuff. Like, if if you take Trump away from that, you just shouldn't take your kids to places where people are all fucking riled up and saying fuck you and all this racist shit. Yeah, but just like you shouldn't take a kid to a bar. So we talk a little bit. I mentioned on this week's on Pops, we talk about this book called The Authoritarians. That book is also a good way to help yourself make sense of why Trump has these rallies. Because people who follow authoritarian leaders, one, tend to think that everyone else thinks the way they do, but they also isolate themselves from other viewpoints and people who have other viewpoints because that confirms their worldview that, well, everyone thinks the way I do except everyone who doesn't. And those are the enemy and they need to be eliminated. But these rallies allow them to be around all the other people who would otherwise just be feeling this way in their fucking homes. It gives them a chance to get out and be around each other and it energizes them. And it's actually a very scary thing. And your brain can't really wrap its head around like the idea of millions of people being for or against or something like picturing a million people. You can't. But if you're with... 15,000 people, that feels like the fucking world's on your side. Exactly, yeah. So there's definitely a psychology and a reasoning, but I know it's another thing about Trump that we laugh at. Like, <laughs> why is he still having rallies? There's a very good and dangerous reason there's why he's more than one good and dangerous still reason. There's rallies. multiple. He's, yeah, that makes him feel better, too. Yeah. Norm MacDonald once said it, you know, Trump doesn't necessarily want to be president of the United States. He just wants to be president of the room. Yeah. Where... On some level, it's that, you know, his bottomless well of trying to meet his ego needs, like, those rooms energize him. Yeah. Like, what is impressive about Trump, just on a human level, is how much energy he apparently does have to go do all of these things for an old, fat man. Yeah, that's true. There's probably multiple Trumps. God, is there any worse job than Trump double? Yeah. I guess Melania double. Yeah. Or working in any of the factories that make the MAGA hats. That Just that alone. I, I'm sure this point's been made before. How can you wear a Make America Great at hat again? Uh, make America Great Again hat. Make America hat again great. Uh, <laughs> make America can, hat again. How great. can you wear that hat and be holding a sign like, more jobs in America made in America only? Well, you know full fucking well. Like, the hat literally says inside of it, made in China, made in Taiwan, made wherever. Like, that alone, right there. Yeah. That's all the hypocrisy you should need. Yeah. It's, there's a lot of fucking hypocrisy. It's, it's troubling. Okay, back on track. Let's, Trump will have blood on his hands. This is an article from the New York Times also, August 3rd, 2018. And it's written by a New York Times writer named Brett Stevens. And it opens with the text of a voicemail he received from a Trump supporter. Would let's, you like me to read it? Let's read it. Uh, if you, yeah, go for it. Hey, Brett, what do you think? Do you think the pen is mightier than the sword? Or that the AR is mightier than the pen? 
I don't carry an AR, presumably assault rifle. Uh, but once we start shooting you fuckers, you aren't going to pop off like you do now. You're worthless. The press is the enemy of the United States people. And you know what? Rather than me shoot you, I hope a Mexican, and even better yet, I hope a N-word, shoots you in the head dead. Voicemail left for the New York Times writer Brett Stevens after he wrote a column supporting the firing of Roseanne Barr. And here's the thing. He has received messages like that at least three times since Trump took office. Well, I'm sure he receives messages like that all the time. As a journalist, he must. Uh, In all his years as a journalist, you'd think he probably gets five or six a year, right? He's gotten one before Trump. Oh, wow. And it was back a long time ago. And so that should tell you something. And he makes a great point that this is inevitably going to result in at least one journalist being murdered, probably multiple. And at that point, what do you say if you're a Trump supporter? Are you like if you're one of these moderate, not all Trump supporters, like we're not all racist. We're, we just fucking care about trade, man. It's like racist trade. You can't find a better candidate to fucking support your trade views. Uh, yeah, we, that, okay. we don't want to get into that yep. shit. But, like, then what do you say? Do you still support Trump and his riling up of people and their animosity toward the press? And what do you do about the Trump supporters that are celebrating the death of these journalists, which will inevitably happen? Yeah, it'll happen. And will Trump be one of those people celebrating the death of a journalist? What, when those people feed off lib tears, what will give you more lib tears than a bunch of CNN pl- uh, journalists being shot up, you know? Yeah, I bought a CNN t-shirt just out of solidarity. What this is week. the shirt? Uh, CNN has a store. It's actually a pretty nice shirt. It's just a red t-shirt and it's got a white CNN logo on it. I'll put a link in uh, all the links. Everyone go out and buy a fucking CNN shirt this week and wear it in the Midwest and fight people when they get mad. That is one thing I put later in the fight notes. Fight Do you people. want to go to a, a Trump rally, you and me? Yeah. I would fucking go to a Trump rally. And just, fuck, well, now would you fight fucking Nazis or would he just... Kind of take it for all as in. long as they'd let me until I got kicked out <laughs> for fighting a Nazi. Sure, I would go to a Trump rally and because it's getting to the point. I used to try and be like, oh, maybe punching out. Maybe we should like, you know, you don't want to be the aggressor and go to jail. Fuck that. Like it's getting to a point where circumstances are pretty dire. It's getting worse before it gets better. That's for sure. So there's another thing that comes up in this article, and it's that on July 20th there was a meeting between Trump and two senior leaders at the New York Times. Off the record. Publisher A.G. Sulzberger and editorial page editor James Bennett. And at this meeting, they warned him that his rhetoric was going to make someone kill a journalist someday, or at least lead to violence against a journalist, and they asked him to stop. That was was how long ago? This was in July, July 20th. So it's almost like Trump doubled down on that since then. Well, he did, because nine days after that, and like you said, this was supposed to be an off-the-record meeting, Trump tweeted that he and Sulzberger, quote, spent much time talking about vast amounts of fake news being put out by the media and how that fake news has morphed into phrase, enemy of the people. Sad! <laughs> I picture that's how Trump says it at the end of every... Sad! <laughs> and he's right that is sad that he fucking tweeted that is sound like a depressed whale coming (laughs) and 
it's it's crazy that this is the attitude that our president is taking toward the media because it's such a so obviously a thing taken from the fascism playbook like this is one of the things you do when you want to install a fascist government you have to suppress the media be it through force or violence or the implied threat of violence now do you think trump's brand of fascism is very deliberate and strategic and well researched and they you know he really understands it or he just organically through whatever combination of psychological reasoning has evolved to naturally become this fascist-like person, or it's a mix of both. I think fascism is like a cake. There are some really basic steps and ingredients that go into making it, and then you can decorate that shit however you want. And I think that's kind of what's happening here, where it feels like, oh, he's like just tailoring this for an American audience. Well, of course he is, but he has to because he's working with an American audience. But the basic groundwork or the basic framework for fascism is always the same. And suppression of the media is one aspect of it that has to happen. And that's why even this QAnon thing worries me so much. That's a whole episode in and of itself. Yeah, we did. That's what this upcoming Unpops episode is about, is about QAnon. And that idea that, oh, Trump's going to round up all this global cabal of Democrats and Hollywood elites and send them off to Guantanamo Bay. Hanks is a pedophile. Like, we laugh at that. People really believe that. Well, not just that. Of course, people believe it. But also, would you put it past Trump? Because every... Here's the thing. For this to actually go full-scale Nazi, Trump needs that. Like, he has. he's going to have to do a Knight of the Long Knives type of thing at some point. And something like QAnon and that conspiracy theory, it's funny up until the point where it happens. And then then what? Then what do we do? Are we are we going to go to Guantanamo and break Tom Hanks out? Like, what the fuck do we do I then? I watched that movie. I, yeah, I would watch the movie, but would you be the person the movie's based on? Because that's, that's the question. Like, what do we do when it... And maybe it's not on that big of a scale. I'm sure it wouldn't be on that big of a scale. But what happens if Trump locks up Hillary Clinton and locks up all these people who were allegedly working with the FBI to keep Trump from getting elected? These people he's going out and having these rallies with are not going to take any issue with that. Which, again, is more insanity because it's you can make a valid argument that Trump won the election because of the FBI and because of but James Comey. Yeah, and again, it's like that compartmentalized thinking where bringing that argument up with a Trump supporter has no merit. Like they're never, at least half the Trump supporters, they're never going to hear that and go, Oh yeah, you're right. I forgot about that. They'll go. What about our emails though? And that's where the conversation's going to end because it's a stupid response that doesn't deserve another response. So you just fucking end there. And uh, what a fucking world we live in, man. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Yeah. There's another article on the Washington Post, which I thought was really interesting. It's written by Dana Milbank. And again, we'll put all these up on the website, unpops.com. Just look on the main page. You'll see a show notes for this episode. And he makes a really good point. Should reporters even be going to these rallies in an official capacity anymore? Because the way Trump does it... Reporters are like fucking go-go dancers at Trump rallies. They're up on a platform that's higher up off the ground. 
surrounded by a cage. So they look like animals at a Trump rally. And Trump, at this rally where Jim Acosta got Jim Acosted. <laughs> what? Why would he make jokes? That seems inappropriate. Woo! That's not. That's at this rally, you're better than that. Apparently, Trump. Oh, wait, like his last name? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Oh, shit. Get it? Oh, man. That was was fucking good. It took a minute. (laughs) Ah, Ah, man. But apparently at that rally, Trump called out the media 21 times in 75 minutes and pointed at them every time because they're just off to the side. And no wonder at the end of that rally, all his supporters are now all of a sudden angry at Jim Acosta and screaming at him, and he's getting Jim Acosted. What? <laughs> oh, just like the sex position. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. No, not that really. Didn't. Okay. <laughs> and so this guy makes a good point. Should reporters even go to these rallies? Because... A lot of networks have taken to not airing them live, which I which agree with. Uh, that's definitely the thing to do. But also, why even go in an official capacity? Why go and be the target that Trump wants you to be when, as this guy points out, he's not saying don't go. He's saying just go as a citizen. And if something crazy happens, report on it. Like, Probably because if you were recognized in the crowd, somebody would murder you. Not, not I don't sure. think I don't think motherfuckers are that hip to what Jim Acosta's face looks like. It may be, but it's not like you're hiding your face by being up on that platform. Like people could just find you after the rally. And it's like, I think he makes kind of a good point that for some of the stuff that Trump does, it's better to just let like, there's a pool of reporters that share their information with everybody. Uh, Get your information from that small group of reporters don't fucking go listen to Sarah Sanders fucking talk. Who cares? Don't go to Trump rallies as the press. Just go as a regular person and report on all the crazy shit you're hearing from the crowd. I don't... I think he makes a good point. Can you think of a counterpoint? Because I know what Trump's... I know what, I know what the counterpoint is. Well, look at the media doesn't cover me. Right. That's exactly what it would be. Trump would point, Only Fox News is there. Yeah, Trump would point to that empty cage and go, the, the fake news media are cowards who don't want to report on all the, the real good media I'm doing. is here. Yeah. So it's a total catch-22. And it's also like the media is designed to, and the journalists are trained to report on what the president says and does. Like, he's yeah. still the president. You kind of want to dismiss him as this toddler, but it's still the president. Because people have made the argument of just don't even cover his tweets, just ignore his tweets. And see, I didn't agree with that. In the run-up to the election, when so many places were like, well, we're just not even going to talk about Trump. That was when you should have been talking about Trump. And that's when you should have been scared about Trump. And when you should have been alerting people to the kind of threat that Trump represents. That's But ratings, Adam. And see, that's the thing. As much as I don't agree that we should attack the media as the enemy of the people. I also don't respect their work in a lot of ways as it pertains to Trump. I don't think the media did us any favors in keeping Trump from getting elected. No, he got a ridiculous amount of coverage, and they didn't talk about the real issues. They, they sure covered didn't. his absurdity and her emails. Right. And not. But that still doesn't things. make the press the enemy. It just means they 
botched, they fucked up. They botched things when it came I to covering I wish the Trump. press would apologize more in general. Like, take ownership of that. They could get some points back with me that way. Like, we fucked up. Yeah. I don't, I don't agree with that. Like, he, like, John Oliver did that. He apologized for... I don't remember if it was covering Trump too much or not covering Trump enough, but it's like... It was probably not covering Trump enough, I would guess, because his he wants to talk about Trump as little as possible. He doesn't want to be hijacked by it. Like, his thing before Trump was elected No, but like, we've been hijacked by Trump, yeah. so we need to talk about it. Yeah. But John Oliver was one of the few people in shows before that's like, I'm not even going to give this guy a platform. Right, and I don't think it was a matter of giving him a platform. I think it was a matter of calling out really, like, not being afraid to call out things that the rest of the media wasn't calling out like no one wanted to say hey this guy's acting like he's on some hitler shit a little bit no one wanted to say that but it was very obvious like i didn't have a fucking crystal ball that showed me i should write that article about trump being like hitler i just you had a magic able i no, i don't i'm just not afraid to be wrong like sometimes like i'm i also said peter kirsenow would be his vice president I was wrong about that. I just want Pete Kirsten now to be his vice president. We just want to go fishing. If you haven't listened to our uh, Gone Fishing episode of Talking to the Movies, man, you are missing out. (laughs) Missing out on some classic references. We just want to go fishing. Ain't nothing wrong with that. (laughs) We just want to go fishing. It's my favorite scene in the movie. But I don't know. Sometimes you got to be willing to maybe be incorrect in the name of getting the word out there. Like, and even then, like, who am I? Like, I get the word out early. It's not making that much of a difference. But it would be cool if someone who was a little more high profile would take the same kind of risks. Imagine imagine how great Anderson Cooper would look right now if for the past year and a half he'd been saying, I think Trump maybe wants to invade Venezuela. And then this thing comes out a couple weeks ago where Trump's like, why can't we just invade Venezuela? And then Anderson Cooper could be like, see? Well, I would make the counter-argument, Adam, instead of somebody more high-profile making these cases. Perhaps you should just become more pro- high-profile. I would be fine with that, too. You know, a great conduit to that, honestly, now more than social ever. Social media? Well, that is part of it. Be- because social media algorithms reward extremism and absurdity. And I think one thing that you could share that will feed into that algorithm and virality Without you being an asshole, which is what it usually rewards, is the ace of base theory. Yeah. And by ace of base theory, I mean definitive fact that that is a Nazi band. I have plans for the ace of base theory. I'm going to start pimping that out, using it. I I won't ask about it. I assume that's secret that you don't want the pod universe to know. Nope, not yet. But they'll find out. Uh, Yeah. Fuck the people that said ace of base at Chet's. Not happening. Not happening. No Nazi bands at... Hashtag no Nazis at Chet's. I hope Tonic isn't a Nazi band. They might be. Mm. What about Toad the Wet Sprocket? Definitely. Is that any... They're Nazi Yeah, they're definitely. Okay. So that's one strategy. This uh, Washington Post writer Dana Milbank has suggested, hey, just hang back. Don't show up. Don't be so uh, visible at Trump rallies. And this is another journalist, Katie Turr. Oh, man. And Props to her. Journalist of the week. Yeah, why is We that? have an award for that. Why? Just fucking watch her speak. Because of this, yeah. She delivered a monologue on MSNBC that we're just going to listen to in its entirety, if you'll give us a couple minutes. Here it goes. 
And yeah, her her strategy is more, let's call this motherfucker out. And that's what she does in this monologue. And it's great, great, also, great. Also, when you hear somebody yeah, say the things like that are competent at them, verbalize but it, But do you horrifying. have to put our lives in danger? The president continues to call the press the enemy of the people. Even after four journalists and one sales assistant were shot dead in a Maryland newsroom by a man who was angry with what they factually reported about him, even after the publisher of the New York Times stressed to him in a private conversation that his words were putting journalists in mortal danger. We just said that, Katie. Even after CNN White House reporter Jim Acosta was shouted down and taunted Jim at a Acosta. rally the other night in Florida. And Adam. even after the president's own daughter, Save it for at least the state. publicly, disagreed with her dad. Do you think the word that enemy of the people? Sorry? Do you think the media <laughs> is the enemy of the people? No, I do not. Good. I'm glad someone in the, in the administration said this out loud and say with the a fake camera news recording. Media is the enemy I hope Ivanka implores him in private to tone it down as well. Because either the president doesn't get the problem or he does not care. It's definitely fucked up. Sadly, the harassment and threats are not stopping. Journalists get them every day. We've been getting them since the campaign, when then-candidate Trump urged the crowd to yell and scream at us. But what you saw and still see on TV, those boos and those taunts, are only part of it. What you do not see are the nasty letters or packages or emails, the threats of physical violence. I hope you get raped and killed, one person wrote to me just this week. Raped and killed. Not just me, but a couple of my female colleagues as well. And in case you want to argue that this has nothing to do with the president, the most recent note I got ended with MAGA. So if anyone in the administration cares about the safety and security of journalists, the health of a free and unintimidated press, and by extension, our democracy as a whole, please say something to your boss, to your dad, to your commander-in-chief before it is too late. Obviously, I'm not talking to you, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. You made it clear where you stand yesterday. Mike, drop. Yeah, motherfucker. So that was Katie Turr on MSNBC. And now let's let's listen to a video from the other side of the media argument from someone who definitely supports Trump's crusade against the media. This is some fucking pastor in Ohio praying for Trump to survive this current climate of jungle journalism. Please don't be black. Please don't be black. Please He's don't not, be black. Don't Please worry. don't be black. Okay, it's a white guy. Good. But there was just a black pastor who came out this yeah, week I know. and supported Trump, which, I mean, I never. Listen, CNN, I'm not going to whitelist you. They're giving you shit for using an ad blocker, but you bought the t-shirt? I bought a CNN t-shirt. Get off. I watch CNN, baby. Get off my dick, CNN. And also, would it Father, kill your... We vi- Here we go your presence into this building today and we thank you that you gave us a president who has a vision to make america great this guy's again. keeping his eyes closed because he can't I look thank at anyone you that with we a have a president who is bold courageous and lion-hearted god like i lying. think of david when i think of our president god is not Lord listening david took to on this that dude. mighty giant by the name of goliath when he reared his ugly head And even his closest allies said to him, what are you doing? And David answered with a simple question, and he said, is there not a cause? I thank you for a president who has a vision for the cause of making America great again. Tonight I pray that you would protect our president and his family with a shield of faith. 
Lord, that shield of faith against the fiery darts of the wicked one. Lord, against that jungle journalism that distorts the truth and distorts honesty and integrity every single day. Gets in his face with lies and mistruths and innuendos. Lord, protect him. Protect him from those poisonous asps that lurk in the swamp of politics. Lord, put your hedge of protection around our president. For that, we will thank you every day. What's fun about this pastor is he's going to go to hell someday. There's no such thing as heaven or hell. Come on, Adam. There's no hell according to the Bible, but that's a completely different argument. All of our depictions of hell come from Dante's Inferno, which, not a religious text. But uh, hopefully this guy ends up in the Dante's Inferno version of hell someday. I think he will. But so that's, that's, that's kind of what we're, what we're up against when it comes to the media. One side who says, hey, how about you just let the media do their job? And the other side that is literally praying to God that the media dies so they can stop obstructing Trump and his mission. And fuck that side. And I hope they all lose. I think eventually they will, but we have a long few years ahead of us before these motherfuckers are wiped out. What do you think it takes for that to happen? Like, what what, <laughs> event, what type of event is the catalyst event? <laughs> I don't know, man. Civil War? Something like that? Like, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be, oh, man, didn't the midterm elections go really well? Glad this cloud has passed. It's not going to be that. Like, if we wanted to fix this problem solely through voting, we should have done it in 2016 instead of casting a bunch of protest votes because Bernie didn't get the nomination. These numbers are approximate, so don't directly quote me on this. But there was a a survey that said, like, people that were alive during World War II and Vietnam, like, that that went through the shit that are now old, you know, 80s or whatever. Something like 75, 80% of those people believe democracy is imperative to, like, a healthy country. And when millennials were surveyed, it's only, like, 30% believe democracy is imperative. Because, like, people haven't lived through it. History is just going to fucking repeat itself, man. It sure is. And then, assuming we don't get killed in this, we'll be of the generation reminding people, like, we lived through it. Never forget. Learn from history. And then when we're super fucking old, this shit will cycle again. Yeah. Except for it will be with our new robot overlords. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah, who knows. But that's our episode about the media. We'll put links to all these articles up on unpops.com. Also, uh, go out and buy yourself a CNN shirt. Even if you don't watch CNN. Just, you know, trigger them conserves. Or whatever the fuck. I want to get a shirt that says, I MSNBC you. (laughs) What? Oh, Oh, man. So, what do we have to plug before we get out of here? Uh, Patreon.com slash Unpops. $5 a month. You get all of our bonus podcasts. You get all of the podcasts that I host. Completely ad-free, baby. Get Talking at the Movies. We've now covered Gone Fishing, Hook, and most recently, Norm MacDonald's Dirty Work. You get all of that and so much more. Least anticipated pot of the month. We talk... Music, movies, TV, that comes out this week, right? Yeah, we're doing that next. What a nice break that would be. Oh, oh, I thought you were not looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, so am I. Um, and uh, last Saturday of every month, there's a live Unpops podcast at the Hollywood Hotel for now. And this month, it's going to be a live episode of Pretty Scary. And then we'll see after that month. Daddy's getting burnt out, kids. 
And a week from time tonight. Time for me to do some different shit. A week from tonight, I'll be at the Hollywood Bowl watching Randy Newman, just if anyone's interested in my life. I said right. I, I would go to Randy Newman. Well, no, because how much were tickets? Yeah, you want, you want to go to Randy Newman. Yeah, there are a lot, I bet. I don't want to do that. Uh, all right, what do you got to plug, Chet, besides Randy, Randy Newman? Newman? That's it? All right, let's get the fuck out of here. Chet, say goodbye. Hey, if I'm not on the social medias, but if you do want to be in contact with me, anyone can email me, chetwild at gmail.com. And I do pay attention to the Patreon comments. You can also call Chet at 310. Goodbye, everybody. We love you.